most of you know that we here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus are uh, massive fans of the power trio Rush. However, however, Canada has produced a lot of other great rock bands as well. So on this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, we're going to tell you about 10 amazing rock bands from the Great White North that aren't Rush. You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. Moms and dads, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, coming at you every week with great music conversation, fun, joking around, acting like idiots, embarrassing our parents, you know, just for Yin's guys out there. Uh, yes, I am Ludini, and sitting next to me in the co-pilot's chair uh, this evening is Pittsburgh Kevin. I'm doing my uh, Isaac from, uh, remember the Love Boat? You'd always okay. point. You'd always point at Right, people. right, right. But it's a podcast, which means like noise. You have to make sounds. There you are. That's there, I'm better. pointing at you people. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, I apologize. Lily V6 could not be here. If, if you if you came for the tits, you're t- we're titless tonight. We have, no, no. What? Pittsburgh Kevin, no. Oh, I'll adjust. No. For those folks that are missing her so much, I'll adjust. So, um... Okay. This is this will be the titless podcast. <laughs> so we should rename it that, you know. Wow. Yeah, we should, right. We should just spend the whole <laughs> night talking about it. No. No, um, no, no, no. But seriously, so so Lily is out. Um mm-hmm. her uh you know, you know, guys, just so you, this is a little public service announcement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Kevin. Yes. Every, uh, yes. family audience mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. It's about suppression. Yeah. It's about suppression. Yeah. And, you know, Lily's herpes was acting up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, she had to, you know, go get checked out yes, for a couple of yeah, days. Right. Prayers, prayers so, and thoughts. Yeah, yes, yes. Prayers and love thoughts and light, for Lily. Love and light, love and light. Thousand points of light. Not gonna Kinder, do it. Kinder, gentler. Not gonna do it. Nope, not gonna <laughs> do it. Um, I did not sleep with that woman. <laughs> I don't know what I was sleeping. Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, you're talking about uh, politics, and, and, and oh, yeah. you know, uh, do you do you remember when uh, Bill Clinton stopped playing the saxophone? No. Remember that he uh, well, he switched over to the harmonica. Oh. <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Bones McGoo over there. Okay. The so corner. you know, let's get the party started here with, of course, uh, a couple of mentions. You want to go to LulombardiMusic.com. Or Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com and join our uh, mailing list because, um, in this topsy turvy world of you know censorship, it's sad to say, and things like that, there could be a time where we can't get together in the usual places we do, and you need to be able to know about that. We want you to be able to tell you about it, uh, as well as you get access to a lot of really cool things. You get access to our uh, inner circle group where. 
tonight we will be at the end of the podcast we'll be looking at everybody's comments and commenting back and you know having a little bit of fun with that so it, it, it gives you a chance to be part of what we're doing so lulombardimusic.com ludinirockandrollcircus.com for that stuff wolfscustoms.online wolf's customs all over social media why because you need an awesome piece of custom artwork on your musical instrument get your mind out of the gutter my, my musical instrument <clears throat> Play my big guitar. So, uh, no, seriously, uh, Chris Thunderwolf, Dotson and Company, they are uh, very talented folks who can um, really bring uh, something out on your, on, your, on your guitar. And you know how it is, guys, when you're playing the guitar and, it, and it's an awesome guitar and it looks cool and you feel cool, right? Mm-hmm. That you play better. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, check those guys out. Speaking of that, you know, I heard... Um, um, I watch uh, Glenn Vicker. Is, that, is that his name Glenn Vicker? The Vicker. Um, uh, he has a, a Spectra Sound is his is his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But he's been on harping on guitar players for like a really long time about how like you know the you know relic is bullshit and like this is bullshit and that's bullshit like you don't really need that to play you just need like a guitar that plays really really well right. who cares if it's this or that but, you know and what what people don't understand about the about a guitar is is it's a highly personalized thing mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and you know, your guitar kind of becomes sort of associated with like sort of part of your identity I mean all the great guitar players have that right? When, right you know when you say stevie ray vaughn and Jimi hendrix you think stratocaster Boom, it's right in yeah you know, it goes yeah. right right goes right the mental your, image exactly yes. you know what i mean so like you say uh bruce springsteen you go telecaster telecaster you know it's like you know i was gonna say that you know he's jimmy page les paul les paul okay eric clapton stratocaster, stratocaster. So, slash les paul les paul um zach <laughs> wild les paul so so um People gravitate towards something that kind of like allows them to express, feel mm-hmm. like they can express themselves. In a in a kind of <laughs> sort of silly way of putting it, the, you want to feel cool while you're playing right. it. Right. You know what I mean? I, that's the kind of thing. I don't know. It's a highly emotional kind of decision. The, mm-hmm. the picking mm-hmm. the guitar you want. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, the, the part about like, playing well and sounding good and staying in tune, that's a kind of like given. Right, like, like, okay, be, oh, beyond that, <laughs> you want something to kind of make you feel cool playing. It makes you, you know, I don't know how else to explain it. It's not a uh, like a scientific um, decision. The guitar buying right. isn't like a scientific decision, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, so you know, so so in any case, um, um, that goes just to the idea that it is a personalized thing, and they can really do something awesome. So. You're, you can really stand out and, uh, you know, create the sort of personal experience with your actual musical instrument. I also want to shout out to Rock Rage Radio. Go to rockrageradio.com. Download the app because if you like programs like this, they got a million of them, including Hot Licks with Lily Six on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. So don't forget to, uh, ch- to check that out. Rockrageradio.com. Download the app 100,000% free. free. F-R-E-E. Exactly. Yo, yo, yo. You free. Mm-hmm. Free at last. Yes. Okay. So, um, mm-hmm. we wasted eight minutes. That's you know, good. That's, that's good. good. So we're getting there. Nice. <laughs> nice. I could readjust my breasts again if you'd like. 
<laughs> I got everything out. That one was stuck it's on the side a little there. little stuck there. I fixed it. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, my. <laughs> so, okay, so let's talk about... I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to... Uh, let's, let's hit on... Um, did you do anything this week? Let's let's start there. Uh, I did not. I felt bad. Uh, you texted me earlier in the week and asked if I was uh, going to be done with work. Unfortunately, I wasn't. Uh, you're going to go down to Guitar Gallery because I don't know if you know this about Lou and I. We love the guitars. Yes. We love the guitar. I'm off tomorrow. I might have to go down there and visit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they, they, he said he got 87 love... guitars in one day. Yeah, I, the last time I was down Gibson's. there, I'm like, look at all these Les Pauls, yeah. and they're beautiful. Beautiful. So, no, I did pop in there, um, yeah. and um, one of the things I did was I saw Doctor Strange. Ooh. Um, and, um, like, I would say, I would, I, okay, so you would say, like, how, you know, how many, out of five, like, stars, mm-hmm. you know, what, yeah, what would yeah. you, what would you rate it? What, what I'd probably you? give it, like, you know, three and a half. Okay. All right then. Um, it's a it's a it's a B minus, C plus uh, area. Okay. All right. Um, there's just an issue. I don't know what happened in the second act, but it gets bogged down and mm. a little kind of like all over the place for a little while, and you start to like you you're like looking at your watch, you know. Uh, and then it picks. Mm. Then the ending is great. Uh, Sam Raimi direct directs it. You know, okay. Sam Raimi. Right. Right. Yeah. Sam, Sam. And yes. Bruce Campbell is in it. <laughs> I was going to He is absolutely in it. That's awesome. And the scene that he's in is fucking great. And if you know the Evil Dead movies, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to come. Because <laughs> what they do is really good uh, cool. when, it, when that happens. Um, so it is... Uh, th- but that's what I would say. Yeah. Of course, you know, what you come to expect from Mar- Marvel, like, you know, amazing creature effects, amazing, you know... Everything, all, all that is, is is very very cool. There's the snappy little quips and dialogue and okay. blah blah blah. All right and then, like sure that. sure. Um, but um, this is something I noticed <clears throat> about the movie, and I can't. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna divulge the plot or anything like that. Um, and then we're gonna get on to what we're talking about tonight. But um, one thing I noticed about the movie, it is, and you tell me if you pick up on this, it is a blatant. Like um, indictment uh, on Red China, um, it, it, it's if you, the the two characters that are at odds with each other the, the most <laughs> are are definitely s- supposed to be America and Red China. It is it's not even without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. I'll just say the one Do character's it. name say is it. America. Their name is literally America. You didn't even try. Yeah. It's just literally America. She's in a jean jacket that's got jean like, jacket. you know, oh with the, uh, you know, stars and stuff like that. Her, when she does her little thing that she does, a, a giant star opens up like in space time. It has like this whole thing. That's subtle. Just, that's it's very yeah, subtle. Yeah. It just, 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 just watch it. Just, just and you tell me what you see. But, but anyways, I, I, I was like, it was like, oh man, I wanted this to be better. And it's also what's, there's some cool stuff in it. Like, um, it's it's a horror movie. First of all, it's mm-hmm. not like okay. you know. It, it, there's some really bloody <laughs> things. I'm like, damn, this is PG. <laughs> you know, like it really it's yeah, PG. It's PG. It might be PG thirteen. Maybe thirteen. Okay, but, but it's like it's, it's like pretty gory um, wow. in places. So um, 
interesting. Yeah, you guys, um, yeah, check it out. You know, I mean, I mean, it, it, the reviews are you know, kind of all over the place online. Some people think it's kind of mad like me. Some people really like it. You know, mm. um, so you, you know, it might be something. I wasn't just. Give, I don't know why I'm giving a review, but anyways, I wanted to see that. And I had one of those amazing uh, milkshakes at Burgatory. Oh, what did you get? Espresso Love. Espresso. Oh, yeah. Espresso Love. Espresso. Espresso. Espresso Love is a song by Dire Straits. Espresso es- Love is a milkshake. It's sassy. That's a sassy milkshake. Damn, that fucking thing was so goddamn yeah. good. Mm, I was like, I'm tempted to get like a second one when they came to that. <laughs> that is not a good You'd idea. You'd like to join wouldn't me be, in the Diabetes Club. Yeah, wouldn't <laughs> be prudent, a, not at this juncture. No, no, no. <laughs> Well, oh we're in like gosh. a George Bush thing tonight. I don't know. Why. I'm not a Republican, I swear. I no, I'm not a George Bush uh, person at all. I'm not a. I'm no. I'm leaving it alone. I'm leaving it alone. Do you like alone. Bush? The band. <laughs> yeah, I love Bush. Get he, this gutterhead. What? He's Mr. We, Gutter. What? What happened? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Oh, ew. So maybe if we're lucky, Honky the Clown will come and oh, visit us. Oh, yeah. Tonight. You know what? Tonight's the night he needs we, to come we, hopefully he can, we love him. Hopefully he'll come out and play with us. The other one doesn't. Honky. Honky the Clown. Honky the Clown. I love Honky. We're going to get t-shirts with Honky the Clown. Oh, please. Please. <laughs> I need one. I wonder what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, guys. So, you know, Canada has a rich rock and roll you know history. Oh yeah, you know, you going will. back sure. to you know, I mean, w- way back like Ronnie Hawkins, mm-hmm. who was actually born in America but is expatriated to Canada. Interesting. Yes, did um, not know that. Yeah, you know, he was like a like a late fifties artist, I yeah. believe, or maybe yeah. real early sixties. And then the band was his band, and mm-hmm. most of those mm-hmm. guys are Canadian. Sure. Um, so there's a um, there's a he- real heritage <clears throat> there. Uh, of great of great music. Did you ever hear? And I can't. Somebody type it in the comments um, if you if you know it. Um, there is a, a documentary about a um, a festival. Um, there's a lot of baldness on the screen. Uh, yeah, Fricker, uh, Glenn Fricker. Uh, but anyways, um, man, now I lost my train of thought. Did my baldness blind you? So anyway, so there's a there's a there's a tradition there of uh, um, oh there's a um, it was a festival Mm -hmm. that went from city to city and all the bands were on a train. Did you? It was a documentary about it. I can't remember the name of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Went the whole way across the 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 country and stopped and in all these different places and um, somebody filmed a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting is all the people on the train because it's like the Grateful Dead, Janis Joplin, right, like really right. like, yes, like yes. Real, real heavyweights from that era. Um, and it's really interesting to see them in really unguarded moments, mm-hmm. moments of exhaustion and right. You know, you know. Also, like there were massive jams. Um, of the um, the band played too. Mm-hmm. Um, there were massive jams on the train. Like it, it, there was like yeah. a, there was a room where there was gear set up, and like a, a car, excuse yeah, me, yeah. where gear was set up, and people would just come in and out. Like it went twenty four seven. It never stopped mm-hmm. unless they were off, all got off to go play, to play, go play, play a show. But, yeah. but if they were traveling, <laughs> it never, it, it, it literally That's never crazy. stopped. Like just one yeah. person would come in, another one come come in. Yep. Um, but so 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 Canada, right? Right. And uh, of course, our neighbors know, to the north, the, you know, you know. Yeah. How's come you're not wearing a toque? Well, you're I'm not. I'm not, I'm not from the Great White North. I'm just doing the voice. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm not from the Great White North. I just play one mm-hmm. on <laughs> a podcast. Exactly. Don't try this at home, folks. We are non-professionals. Right. Yes. Um. Anyway, so to Canada. To, hold on. Hey, to Canada, eh? Okay. To Canada. Here's to Canada. There you go. You click it or ticket. Lame Canada. All right, so this is one I'm probably you probably don't have, and it just it just popped into my head today as I was preparing. You head popping. Number one, let me tell you something. Whatever you're paying Lily, double it, <laughs> because that woman comes in here and she's got notes and how does she get through all of that information and make it interesting? All right, it's enough. Yeah, yeah, Lily's not here. I miss so- you, Lily. Anyway, all right, so this is and this is uh, and Anvil. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, Anvil, yeah, good, right? So Anvil formed in 1978 in Toronto. Uh, Steve Lips, Kudrow, and Rob Reiner, no, not that Rob Reiner, um, were the uh, founding members. They have 18 studio albums as of 2021. Uh, and of course, Anvil's... Ex- I meant for that to be more like majestic sound. Than not like- that was not very majestic at sorry, all. Sorry, po- Lord, wow. I apologize. How about oh, this yeah. instead? Try, try that one. That's better. Anyway, <laughs> um, but anyway, Anvil kind of. Well, the thing was like they were like doing really well back in the '80s. They were playing festivals and stuff like that, and then just in the '90s they fell into obscurity, right? And I have thoughts on that, but we don't have to go into it. But um, they uh, they they kind of regained uh, the public's interest with the 2008 documentary Anvil. The story of Anvil, and you've seen it. I've seen it. Hopefully, you folks have seen it. And it's just, uh, it's a, a, a real life Spinal Tap. Uh, it's just really just the things that happen to these guys. And these guys have been playing. They're, they they didn't just go and not do anything. They've been out there playing gigs, right? Right. It's just they just can't catch that break that all the other bands have caught over the years. You I, know? I think it's a legitimate story about. You know, you hear you, a lot of people have this story about how like they almost made it. Right. I mean, a lot of people right. do, and so you kind of listen to those stories and go, uh-huh. uh-huh. But then you see this and you go, like, those, maybe those guys were maybe telling me the truth. Right. You exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's 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 oh a it, rock and roll is a fucking vicious game. You know, it's tough. But the, like I said, they over the uh, since as of. 2021 they had 18 studio albums now here's the thing february 2022 they announced a 19th album the album's name is impact is imminent and they are still to- honky the clown honky everybody like he does like it Uh-oh. Hey, okay but uh, yeah there's they're actually still touring uh still doing european dates still doing uh, uh you know united states uh and can in canada uh, dates and stuff like that, so they're still out there, but that's kind of a kind of an unforgot or, or a forgotten um, band. Anvil still out there, still doing it. God bless them. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. If you come out on stage wearing an S and M thing and you're playing your guitar with the vibrator, that's not going to settle very good. With, and that, that's probably maybe why they didn't that's kind go of the route of Bon Jovi or... <clears throat> well, that's... You know, didn't saying. Judas Priest kind of do that shtick? Yeah, but that was off stage. 
No. Oh, they didn't do the vibrator on stage. That no. you could do that. You would do that in the nineties. Um, there was a guitar player. He couldn't afford any really famous. And I, it's on the tip of my tongue. He was in Jane's Addiction. Um, yes. Somebody yes. help me out here. Navarro. Yes, Dave. And um, he would uh, play with the vibrator mm. on the guitar. I, I heard Eddie wow. Van Halen saying something about that one time too. That he had, that he that he was trying that they were did that he didn't. I don't think he did it on stage. But he did I'm sure he tried everything. The, yeah, I mean, but they ended up with the drill. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was kind of cool. Pancake. Pancake. On that pancake song. Didn't, didn't cake. hear that song, Pancake in that. That's a great song, Kate. All right. Pittsburgh Kevin, everybody. Hey, Pittsburgh thank Kevin. you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We love thank you. I love you, too. Honky the Clown. Honky loves you. All right. Honky loves you this Your way. turn. Honky. Tell me a band, Lou. Okay, the band I want to talk about, this band is seminal. Is their last name Fluid? <laughs> seminal Fluid. The band's called <laughs> Seminal Fluid. <clears throat> um, Yikes. Well, I might have been producing a lot of Seminal Fluid at the time. Oh, I was, oh my. You were a youngster? I was, I was very young. I was just, you know, getting yes. interested in music. Oh, boy. And um, uh, it was... It's getting you hot. Exactly, it was. And um, I... 1980, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. Something like that. <laughs> I was. Uh, we had gone for an extended vacation in Phoenix uh, mm-hmm. to visit my grandparents, and um, it was boring as fuck um, yeah. for Paul and I because they're just like during the day it was it was a million thousand degrees. Yes. Yes, know? sir. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so everybody hibernated. Um, so um, we watched a lot of television and discovered. A television show that we had never heard of called the Blue Jean Network. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. so I caught some very so that three week period or so. I caught some cool concerts on there. Um, I caught Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. So this is like kind of in their heyday. They right. Were just, right. You know, <clears throat> um, they, you know, I was like floored. I was completely blown away. I caught Chicago. Mm-hmm. I, they, they they knocked me out too. But the band that made the biggest impression on me was April Wine. Yes. Um. Huh. Just like this was this was a, like a triple guitar attack. Um. But they were not Southern rock. So like get Molly Hatchet and Skinner and all that kind of mm-hmm. on your head. They don't have that kind of sound. Um. They have a very like a Canadian rock sound. I just don't know exactly how else to put it. Um. And um, they started, this band has been around like four fucking ever. They began in 1969. 69. 69. 69, dude. Dudes. Yeah. Um, their roots can be traced to uh, Newfoundland, mm-hmm. um, where brothers David and Richie Henman grew up playing music together. Uh, and then before they moved to Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. the three of the founding members, David, uh, Richie, and their cousin Jim were originally in a band called Prism. So they had a uh, uh, went to uh, to the university and did their thing, and then they reformed with a uh, Miles Goodwin on lead vocals and guitar. Goodwin, Goodwin had previously played with Jim Henman in a group called the Termites. The Termites. Huh. That was probably one of them swinging '60s yeah. kind of groups, is what yeah, it sounds right. like. Uh, Dan uh, christened the new group April Wine. Um, they realized that Halifax didn't provide the opportunities to play and record. <clears throat> they sent a demo tape to Aquarius Records. Terry Flood and Donald uh, Tarleton, 
Now check this out. So 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 uh, Flood and Tarleton get this demo tape right. from this band called April Wine from Nova Scotia, and they're like, "This sucks." And they <laughs> they they wrote a letter back. They wrote a rejection letter, but somehow the band misinterpreted the rejection letter. <laughs> thought they were getting signed to a record excellent. Contract. So dude, so, yeah, so there was probably a lot of weed being smoked wow. and all kind of things were probably being done at that time. <clears throat> so they had a hundred bucks. Nice. And they went to Montreal uh, with their instruments, and then they, they did talk these guys into signing Good. them to a there record contract. Nice. And um, then they went into like a uh, like a like a I don't <laughs> That's know awesome. like a like a, this uh, chalet or something like that, and um, started to, started to work. They spent the next five months touring Eastern Canada with a band called Mash McCon, right? That's yep, weird. that's mashed it. Mashed pecan. Like mashed potatoes mm, for... Only with... Con! Yeah. With a little con yes. sprinkle on it. They recorded and released their self-titled debut in the summer of 71. The album included Fast Train, and it mm-hmm. was a top 40 hit in Canada. So right there out of go. the gate. See? It peaked at number 38. Nice. But still was in it's the... You know, got in the, the top charts. Four. Yeah, it's got on the charts. Nice. And... Um, <clears throat> this established Goodwin as uh, April Wine's main songwriter, but the album didn't sell well. It, but it, because of the um, the success of the single, the, the label said, "Yeah, go ahead, do another record." So the record, this is a different era, like when yeah, the record they're labels, like, "Okay, let's invest in we'll you." kind of invest. They saw some potential here, yeah. and as, as the story goes, you're going to find out it paid off in spades. They made a lot of they made a lot of money with these guys. Um, the album, okay, blah, 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 blah. they got to do the second album. Jim left the band in the fall of '71. Was replaced by Jim Clench. Meantime, the band since 71, mm. touring the college circuit with the section of July when they opened at Montreal's Palace des Nations for the Guess Who. So they open, they get there to open go. for the Guess Who. This nice. is first time opening for like wow. a major uh, act. 72 was much the same, although they began to play larger venues and open for more large acts like Ike and Tina, Jethro Tall, Badfinger, and Stevie mm-hmm. Wonder of all people. That's Sweet. interesting. Um, they, under guidance of the producer, April Wine, uh, recorded their second album, on record in 72 first single was hot chocolate song you could have been a lady so that's interesting you could have been a lady <laughs> well nowadays you still can sure that's it was kind of pathetic. it's very pathetic very pathetic that's awesome honky that made honky excited there you go uh it was a big commercial success um, 100 again they they covered an Elton John song as well and that got them going um so they were, they were. So while the band was recording their third album, David and Richie quit. Oh, so great. the three brothers, they kind of got the thing going, had quit. Yeah. Goodwin and Clench held audition replacements. Uh, Jerry Mercer came in from, uh, 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 came in and played drums, guitarist Gary Moffat. And they finished the album, Electric Jewels, with songs, uh, Weeping Window, Just Like That, and Lady Run, Lady Hide. Ooh. Those were all um, big songs for them, and they kept them in their set list. Um, um, for like many many years, um, tour featured massive. The, so they go on this big tour all around Canada with this massive lighting and pyrotechnic show. Uh, the tour was very successful. Um, the guys from the Rascals happened to see them in concert at Massey Hall. They were so impressed they offered to record and produce uh, a live album for the band. So they did a one night records records a recording session, uh, um, and it was a kind of rushed. They wanted to be the the album to be released. Uh, by the end of the tour, Goodwin wasn't happy with the sound, but April High, April Wine Live went gold. So even though they, it was a record they were dissatisfied with, they it went gold. Went gold. 
Uh, the fifth release, Stand Back, went double platinum in Canada, riding on the success of the singles. Tonight is a wonderful time to fall in love, and I wouldn't want to lose your love. What a lot of love stuff going on at that time stuff. in 1975. Makes lovey sense. Dubbies. April Wine went on to tour with Heart. Uh, uh, Thundermug, following tour, uh, uh, Jim Clench left to join Bachman Turner Overdrive, so that's another really big mm-hmm, band. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was replaced by Steve Lang, the Bangs, bangs the, the band's bangs. next release, The Whole World's Going Crazy. Yes, sir. They're going crazy out mm-hmm. there, the whole world. Uh, it was the first April Wine release to hit platinum status based on advanced sales only. So it goes platinum. Holy cow, just it's, it's released. even released. <clears throat> I mean, these guys are hot. That's nuts. I mean, I, I think a lot of people don't really, because they're not that venerated in, mm-hmm. the, in the history of rock. I don't know, where they've ever been like inducted in the rock or like Let me take a look at my to, notes. Like people try to nominate them? I don't know. But the album uh, contained a popular title track as well as a hit single, Like a Lover, Like a Song, the sixth album, Forever For Now, was another platinum seller and contained the band's biggest single to date, You Won't Dance With Me. Hmm. Uh, in 77, Wine was booked to play a charity concert at Toronto's El Mocumbo Club. El- Co-headliner of the bill was a band called the Cockroaches, oh, which turned out to be the Rolling Stones. No way! The pseudonym was poor. Uh, well, uh, was a poorly kept secret, and huge crowds turned out for the event. April Wine's performance was captured and released on the album Live at El El oh, Mocumbo. Uh, the band, the, the band then got its uh, chance at touring the U.S. So, so they're on their what sixth, seventh album, and yeah. this is this is the first time they get to go to the United States. Wow! Now they've had this giant success in Canada, Frank. <clears throat> you know, and this is the first time. So, um, the band got first chance at touring the U.S., opening for the Rolling Stones, Sticks, and Rush. That's the band who shall not be named. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so they brought a third guitar player on. So now this is where we're getting the sort mm-hmm. of like what makes April Wine yep. April Wine to me, you know, in addition to the great songs. Yes. Vocals, of course. The great vocal harmonies in this band as well. <clears throat> they brought a third guitarist, co-vocalist. Uh, addition gave April Wine a powerful three guitar attack. They also signed to Capitol Records. So now they've gone just from the smaller label in Canada to Capitol Records in America. 78 uh, saw a, uh, continued Canadian success at the beginning of international success. The band's seventh album was the first of the capital called First Glance, which had an immediate impact in singles. Let Yourself Go and Get Ready for Love were successful on Canadian radio. Uh, it was the third single, The yeah. Rockets Roller, which, which there is you a go. classic that rock radio staple uh, mm-hmm. that brought the band mass appeal across North America. It stayed on the Billboard Hot 100 for 11 weeks. First Ooh. Glance stayed on the Billboard album chart for many weeks, making April Wine's first gold record outside of Canada. Constant touring helped propel the band to greater success as Americans embraced the hard rock of this new, in quotes, band from Canada in 1978. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They've been around for almost 10 years. Yeah, point. exactly. Uh, they toured with Rush, played with Triumph, Star Castle, Tease, um, Rolling Stones, Journey, and Atlanta Rhythm Section. Look at that. Like, that's like a who's who of bands in that era. Um, following the popularity of First Glance, April Ryan released Harder Faster, Say Hello, and I Like to Rock. I Like to Rock is another mm-hmm. big one. Uh, popular hits on uh, both sides of the border. <laughs> Harder Faster proved to be yet another multi-platinum release for the band. It would stay on the Billboard album charts for 40 weeks. Holy cow. So this was a big band, yeah, guys. Yeah. You know, we kind of forget about them. 
In 79, was spent touring with Sticks, Rush, Toto, Boston's Squeeze, and Blue Oyster Cult. Huh, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. By now, the band had accumulated uh, enough hits that Aquarius was able to release a greatest hits. The BBC released uh, in concert for international distribution. Aquarius released another compilation album, The Best of April Wine, Rock Ballads. Mm. So now this is in 1980s. This is when uh, I discovered them. Right. Uh, Nature of the Beast. By the way, Nature of the Beast has one of the coolest album covers ever. Uh, It was released in 81, riding on the popularity of hit singles Just Between You and Me, which is like... I I dated a girl who was like, yeah, that was my high school's... um, uh, Like, senior (laughs) high school, like your senior song. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And the band's cover of the Lawrence Hudson Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Uh, The album hit multi-platinum success and was the first April Wine album to reach... uh, Platinum status internationally. April Wine embarked on extensive support tour performing uh, to their largest crowds ever. In addition to a packed schedule of solo concerts, they toured with Diamond Head, Harlequin, Crocus, Frankie and the Knockouts. Played five concerts with Loverboy. Traveled to Germany yeah. to play concert with Neil Young, Jeff Michael Schenker, and King Crimson. Wow. The band went on to 18... Then they went on an 18-month hiatus. Um, so... 82 so it just kind of continues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, continues continues and continues um, the band started writing and recording their next album Animal Grace but the members were not getting along Miles Good would move to Canada or she moved from Canada to the Bahamas uh, both Animal Grace and a single this could be right one rose quickly to charts but stayed only for a short time in 84 the band got together for its announced farewell tour was a month-long tour across Canada. The tour was successful enough to spawn another live album, One for the Road. Wow. April Wine still owned uh, owed Capitol Records one more album. Greenway joined Goodwin in Nassau along with Montreal session musicians um, to record what was supposed to be the band's final album, Walk Into the Fire. It was released in 85 under the April Wine name. Mm. So I'm not going to, you know, then they, you know, they did what everybody else did. They, you know, they ended up becoming a classic band. Exactly. They got back together. They, yeah. You know, so yeah. they're they're like, you know, going to, they're like one of like those heritage bands. Exactly. Like, like Pat Benatar, like Santana, you know, people exactly. like that. So April Wine. Um, yeah, they've released 20 albums since 1971. Uh, they were inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in 2010. So they, they got that going on there, you know. Their most recent show was September of 2021. So there yeah. you go. Oh, I think you'll see them. Oh, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll be back. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just from Wikipedia. I mean, mm-hmm. like, they could be touring right now. So who knows? Um, so, yeah. Okay. I, I, I like that. I hope that that was people didn't feel that was too long. Um, but it's like, it's one you, of those, you, I thought like, it was really interesting. But they have such a history. Yeah, they though. have a real story, yeah. you know, about yeah, how it exactly. just kind of builds and builds. And uh-huh. people, you know, it's something that will never happen again where you got this, you got people with serious money that, that, like, like right, took let's a, give chance. You a chance. Yeah. yeah, let's give this this let's give let's these kids a chance. Like maybe they can do their, something. Get their shit together. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You won't see that again ever. Yeah. <clears throat> so what do you got, Pittsburgh Kevin? Well, I will tell you this: like uh, the insult dog, triumph, triumph, <laughs> triumph. The insult dog. Yeah, triumph. Uh, another Canadian triumph. name. Triumph. Um, formed in 1975, uh, they have 16 albums. So they're not as old as April Wine. No. Okay. A little, little younger there, you know. Um, <laughs> so they were nominated Group of the Year in 1979, 1985, 1986, and 87. 
up there in Canada there. They were inducted into the Canadian Hall, Music Hall of Fame in 2008 and the Canadian Walk of Fame 2019. So I thought this was kind of, well, it's made up of, uh, if you remember correctly there, you know, uh, Rick Emmett. Uh, he was guitar and vocal. We got Mike Levine on bass and Gil Moore, drums and vocals. Now, Rick, fantastic guitarist. Do you remember this when he left the band in 1988? He left the band. He left the band. He left the band. So they... they uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Rick has left, left the, the band. band. So they uh, they recruited a guy by the name of Man- Honky the Clown. They recruited Honky the Clown. Ladies and gentlemen, Honky the Clown on lead guitar. And vocals. <laughs> oh, he's good. So they uh, recruited this guy. And man, I'm going to... I don't know how to say his last name, but his first name is Phil. Keggy. No, it's oh, not Phil Keggy. If they would have hired Phil Keggy, then it'd have done something. That would have been... Yeah. That would have been kick-ass. Oh, yeah. You Phil know? Keggy went in front of uh, those that rhythm section. I think would have been fucking That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, they would have like, right? kicked him in the ass to like, rock Exactly. Out. Uh, let me like, fuck that finger, Phil. <laughs> Rock out, motherfucker. Yeah, man, like this. Uh, I'm going to spell the last name. It's X-E-N-I-D-I-S. Xenidis? Xenidis? Phil-X. Phil-X, you might know him better as yeah, Phil-X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Phil uh, joined the band from 1992 to 2006. Rick came back. Well, let me tell you something about Phil-X. Phil-X, when uh, Richie Sambora left Bon Jovi... Right. They got Phil X. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, no, so he's Phil is now, yeah. yeah, he's an accomplished guitarist. Uh, Rick came back in 2007. Uh, these guys have won five, count them blue, one, two, three, four, five, Junos. They're on the Canadian. Juno? There's Juno. Juno, 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 45 minutes because she's not here. Anyway, Canadian Walk a Hall, Canadian Walk of fame 2019 walkaholics and uh they were inducted into the metal hall of fame 2021 damn yeah. yes you tell me some more about triumph i know you i don't know, know about anything triumph. about this but oh, i never heard really? of them they're they're from canada there you know um the piano is a four-piece blues based man. what yeah, with uh, this Fred and uh, Keeler and Peter Young, mm-hmm. Mike Levine on bass, yes, Mike. and and Gilmore, Gilmore, I, Gilmore, I yeah, like David oh, Gilmore, that's crazy, Gilmore. Gilmore. I I think that Gilmore should go play with David Gilmore. Now that would be uh, Gilmore and just, Gilmore. Just, yeah, <laughs> the Gilmore boys. The Gilmore boys. Um, they could uh, just do like one of those guitar and bass thing, or yeah, guitar. I mean, yeah, guitar and drum thing. Yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, the group it's been done before. Were called Abernathy Shagnaster. What? They were called Abernathy Shagnaster. Uh, they were going places with that yeah. name. I'm telling you, Shagnaster. But they were signed to, to Attica Records, and 75 issued the non-charting <laughs> single "Hobo." Oh. Got to get you back in my life. Wow. Huh. Kidder and Young left the group. Thank God. <laughs> in the summer of 75, um, Laura and Levine met guitarist Rick Emmett, who was playing at Toronto's Hollywood <coughs> Tavern in a band called Act Three. Mm-hmm. After jamming mm-hmm. with a pair uh, in Moore's house uh, and reviewing um, Triumph's existing contracts, Emmett agreed to join the band. Triumph's first paid concert with Emmett was at, uh, was at a high school in September of 1975. They got paid $3. They went down to... 
Is Jim Hortons? I've got a couple of crawlers. <laughs> With that money, that was righteous. Those crawlers were good too. They loved them. Canadian Kevin? Oh, eh? Just a little. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry. Eh? All right. A boot. <laughs> a boot? What are you talking about? A boot. Just fucking a boot. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, Emmett's uh, songwriting style. Uh, brought both progressive rock and classical music influences. Mm -hmm. Each uh, Triumph album included a classical guitar solo piece. Moore uh, doubled as lead singer on many of the band's heavier songs, and in their later years, some softer ballads, bassist and pianist Levine produced their earlier albums, as with many progressive rock and metal bands. Triumph's style proved unpopular with rock critics. Rolling Stone uh, reviewers labeled them as as a faceless band. What? Triumph's first album, originally self-titled but later renamed in the beginning, was released in Canada in 76. The group's uh, second LP, Rock and Roll Machine, followed in 77 contained a version of Joe Walsh's song, Rocky Mountain Way. Mm -hmm. Neither of these original albums were released in the United States, however. RCA Records did release a debut U.S. album in 78, also titled Rock and Roll Machine. This album combined songs from both Canadian releases with new artwork. Mm -hmm. Rocky Mountain Way received some scattered U.S. airplay in 78 Triumph, mm -hmm. uh, subbed for Sammy Hagar on an FM radio station promotion date in San Antonio, Texas, followed by a run of five shows in Texas for JAM Productions. Um, then toured across Canada with fellow Canadian rockers Moxie and Trooper. Oh, Trooper, I remember. Okay. Yeah, on August of, uh, in 78, they were headliners at the uh, Canada Jam Festival. <laughs> playing before a crowd of 110,000 wow. people. Wow. So, uh, so, just a game. This is the record that, like, mm -hmm. kind of everybody knows them from. Yep, yep. Uh, it has the uh, Hold On, which reached 38 on the Billboard Hot 100, became a significant song in some select markets. For example, in St. Louis, it made it to number one. Um, Hold On peaked at number 33 at RPM uh, single charts in Canada. The second song, Lay It On The Line, received mm -hmm. a greater acceptance at album-oriented rock stations across the U.S. and Canada. Lay It On The Line received heavy FM radio airplay and reached 86 on the Billboard Hot 100. The oldest classic rock format radio stations in the U.S. It remains the most widely played and recognized song from Triumph's catalog. The album eventually went gold in the U.S. Uh, yeah, I mean everybody. It's a it's a karaoke uh -huh. song, like you know. Uh, in uh, 1980, the album "Progressions of Power" was released and peaked uh, at number 32. Gold overall sales. Uh, the single "I Can't Survive" peaked at number one. Uh, Allied Forces. Now yes. I didn't know "Progressions of Power," but I remember Allied Forces. Yeah, I remember Allied Forces uh, because this has "Fight the Good Fight" and "Magic Power." Mm -hmm. um, you know. Mm -hmm. What can you say? Never surrender has the song "Never Surrender." Right, that came out after that. That's a that's a yeah. epic um, track. Um, okay. Anyways, um, however, Triumph's relationship with RCA Records soured at this Ooh. point. MCA Records uh, executive Irving Azov uh, co-opted their debts and signed them for five uh, albums. Following their 84 label change, MCA took over distribution of their old catalog for 10 years. After the shift to MCA, the band began to work with outside producers. The studio albums became increasingly difficult to replicate on stage. Mm. Triumph later added Rick Santers, a Toronto guitar and keyboard player, to support their uh, last three tours. There is <clears throat> um, video on YouTube of them playing live, and there is a, like a supporting, another, yeah, supporting musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working with, I don't know if it's this gentleman or not. 
Thunder 7 was released in 84, yeah. despite two hit videos, Spellbound. I like Follow that. Your Heart, the album failed to achieve expected level of success. Cassette and vinyl formats were soon released. The mm-hmm. Thunder 7, uh, on Thunder 7, Emmett's lyrics addressed social concerns in an adult context, and Rick Emmett and Gilmore sang uh, alternating vocal parts in Follow Your Heart and Killing Time, including direction of never including in the direction of never surrender the entire second side formed a loose concept focusing on different uh, perspectives with time canon most featuring multiple part vocal harmonies thunder seven became an riaa certified gold album in 2003 it took a while to go gold yeah yeah um so anyways as kevin told you you know, they continued on. It's it fine in 88 he left the band phil x comes in yes um and um, then they reunite, uh-huh. as they do. Thing. But they have that heyday in the like in the eighties. Right, that's their right. that's their big yep. heyday. Um, their songs are sta- total staples mm-hmm. on rock radio. Oh yeah, like you know, you just you know, um, Rick is um, not only a great guitar player, but he's an amazing singer. He's an amazing mm-hmm. vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would put him up against Steve Perry any day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. He could, yeah. the, the, you know, Steve Perry, Mickey Thomas, all those guys with mm-hmm. that, that really They're big, real, high, yeah. you know, upper tenor. Um, amazing vocalist, amazing vocalist. Um, however, there are some Triumph haters. What? Yeah, I, I, um, I, I'll, t- I won't t- say the guy's name. And if you go back to my kept and you listen to all my podcasts, you might run across an, uh, an interview I did. Uh, with the guy who was a record producer and uh, music director Ooh. for a very famous um, blues guitar player, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Johnny Winter. Let me say who it was. All right, um, might as well. So um, you know, and and he wore he worked with Johnny like when he won his Grammy. Like he was uh-huh. the guy. Who, like he helped Johnny get off drugs. He pretty helped produce the movie. Did you see the movie about Johnny Winter? I don't think. No, no, I have not. <clears throat> um. And uh, it's a very cool. There's a very, very cold uh, movie about it that you know, this gentleman worked with him on. Anyways, um, we when he was we I was interviewing him. He was telling me about his early years in Canada. He's Canadian mm-hmm. and how that you know his band wrote this song and it, they had a publishing deal and the publishers loved this song. They thought it could be like a really big hit, and so they said we're going to have Triumph do it. And he hmm. hates Triumph. Oh no! He thinks he's like he thinks the most terrible band ever. I mean, he goes, "Oh my God, they are the worst." <laughs> so so I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't say anything. Like at that mm. point, it was a kind of like awkward moment. Oh wow! Yeah, it was wow, freaking crazy, man. Lovely. Yeah. So, uh, let's throw one out. This okay. is let, let's get let's get into uh, a little something a little bit more current. Okay. Like a current affair. Sure. Oh. I don't think that's the actual theme song. I think like it. I think you just did the. Um, didn't you just do? Um, what's it one? Special victims. Yeah, that might have been it. Law and Odor. Law and Odor. Big Wreck is a Canadian American rock band. Bammed. Bam. Bam. Yeah, boys. Uh, band formed by Ian Thornley and Brian Doherty in Boston, Massachusetts in 94. The band was rounded out with Dave Henning and Forrest Williams. Morning, Forrest Williams. People call me Forrest Williams. <laughs> <laughs> run, Forrest, run! Um, 
I gotta tell you about Gump Squatch at some point. Gump Squatch? Gump Squatch. I say I'll tell you about Gump Squatch. Wow, later. that's crazy. Be a good band name. Oh uh, they disbanded in 03 and, Thorn- and Thornley pursued a solo career uh, with Zone Band. In 2010, Ian and Brian Doherty reunited for Cross Canadian Tour, playing both Big Wreck and Thornley songs. Mm. In 12, under the name Big Wreck, the band released their third studio album, Albatross. The band has since released albums Ghost and Grace Street. Um, I saw them. They um, they did. I, I saw. I've seen a couple bands do this. I saw the Black Crows uh-huh. come out, and they went on a tour where they just played. They played their entire first album. Right. Okay. And it was really cool. In order. It was cool. Okay. It was very very cool to hear that done. It was like it was. I don't know. It was kind of like a know, sort of felt like like maybe the band like when they were you know re, they were like auditioning the you know for the record label they would play mm-hmm. these songs I don't know it was like kind of a weird it's just very cool. okay and it was just very cool and another band I got to see do that was, was Big Wreck um, they toured on um, doing their like uh, it was a, it was like the 20th anniversary or something of in in loving yeah I believe in, of in love in loving memory of okay sorry that's a mouthful to say there yeah it is. I have a problem speaking anyways how many how many I have a podcast um <laughs> uh, loving memory of in loving memory of which was their their album that kind of broke them they had big videos on MTV at the time yes MTV played music videos almost what? exclusively still that's crazy in 1997 um, the single the oaf my luck is wasted every that's their big uh, thing uh, reached the uh, top ten of the Billboard's uh, mainstream rock chart in ninety eight. Four months later, the follow up single that song reached the top forty. Same chart. The band found even bigger commercial success in Canada, scoring uh, four top forty hits on the Canadian singles chart. The band went off on a seventeen date tour to publicize uh, their release. Okay, <clears throat> so they, they don't go too long before they break up. Hmm. Pleasure and greed break up and other projects. Um, so in 2001, Pleasure and Greed is released, three singles. October of that year, the band played a special show with uh, the Roy Thompson Hall, um, accompanied by the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. So that's like, it's funny, like, um, we don't remember them being that big of a band. But in Canada, they're playing with the Toronto. Yeah, I mean, it was like right. a big deal. Uh, and the Uzume, uh, Taco, and Takio, Taco? They can't be like Taco. Yuzume Taiko? Taiko Ensemble yeah. of Drummers. Guitarist Eric Johnson and the Tragically Hips Paul Langlois and Robert and Robbie wow. Baker. So there was a bunch of people That's on very the bill cool. there. Uh, so the band breaks up in 2002. So he goes back to Toronto and ha- then does his own band under his own, under his own name. <clears throat> um, and, you know, the, you know, they patched things up and reunited. And like I said, they did tour with the in loving memory of and uh, it was they sounded great um it was at um Jurgles. oh okay and uh my buddy Gary Matassa was in a band with him for a number of years the drum great drummer um he was like texting me he's like he's I got an extra ticket to Big Wreck they're playing they're gonna it's a, like 20th anniversary they're gonna be playing the entire uh in loving memory of album I'm like I'm like I'm there I'm there, I'm there. Yep, yep. You know, so <clears throat> uh it was they sounded perfect. Thornley, this is something I want to say. Like when the band formed, they were like looking for a lead singer, mm-hmm. and Thornley just ended up singing because they couldn't find him. Right, right. And he here here's if people say, well, describe Ian Thornley, I would say this. I would say 
he plays guitar like Jimmy Page, mm-hmm. and he sings like Chris Cornell. Wow. Okay. He has an amazing voice. That's pretty cool. Just an ama- and he has a little bit of that Chris Cornell thing going on. Uh-huh. Um, and his the way he riffages and does alternate tunings and all that, you're really reminiscent to me of Jimmy Page. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, very cool stuff, but uh, Big Wreck. Big, big Wreck, everybody. Big Wreck. Check, check him out. Check him out. Check him out, Matt. Well, get down there and check him out. What do you got, Pittsburgh, Mr. Pittsburgh, he P- Pittsburgher pants? How you in, guys? How you in, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgher, sing me some pits. <laughs> I don't think that's the words uh, at all. I don't think that's it. Damn the word, my brother. Can I, can I have what are you doing next? So I have uh, Loverboy on the list. Formed 1979. Calgary. Nine albums. Uh, it's a very strange, very sad chapter where their bassist, Scott Smith, was out sailing one day, got washed overboard. Never found his body. Never found his body. He was sailing in the water. He wasn't sailing on concrete, was he? Tune in next time (laughs) when Lily V6 says... She's not here. I've got an epi on me bum. Oh, my. (laughs) What did you say? She's got an epi? A herpy. Oh, a herpy. I thought you said epi. Well, I'm a guitarist. Yeah, epi fun. But uh, yeah, that happened 2000, November 2000, uh, while he was out sailing. Uh, Scott Smith, gone. But these guys are still out there doing their thing. Still out there doing their thing. Cool. Yes, yes. You got anything else? <gasps> what? I saw this. Oh, the other thing I was going to say about Loverboy is... Yes, um, go ahead. That, uh, Paul Dean... Again, it's oh, just a yeah. thing where he was trying to put this band together, and um, they couldn't find a singer. Couldn't you know? So, so he was. Well, no. Here's what happened. No, they were going to put this band together, and he was just going to sing because he was so sick and tired of dealing with singers. Uh huh. And but then he met Mike Reno, and he was so good. He's like, so, okay, all right. Let, 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 okay, let, we got to get Mike because it's just too damn good. Um, this is kind of a funny story about them. That's pretty good. Um, so which one? He, which one here do you want to talk about? Well, I saw the uh, that one right there. Yeah, okay, let's talk about this one. This is a band almost nobody remembers. We do. We do. And so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but this is a band from Canada. 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 Called Coney Hatch. Remember them? Anybody? Who out there remembers Coney Hatch? Anybody? Uh, The uh, hard rock band who released three albums in the 1980s and released their fourth album, four, how original, in 2013. Oh. Wow, so there was a kind of a hiatus. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Between albums. Hmm. Based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, the band, because uh, it's the lead vocalist, guitarist Carl Dixon, vocalist and bassist Andy Curran, uh, guitarist Steve uh, Shelsky, Shelsky, and drummer Dave Thumper Ketchum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The band was known for its uh, ear-damagingly <laughs> loud <laughs> shows. In 2018, right. the, ba- the band... Toured eight shows across Canada and played with Germany's Heat. Played Germany's Heat, Heat Festival, Festival yeah, yeah. with Sean Kelly on lead guitar. Wow. Uh, the band was named after the Coney Hatch Lunatic Asylum in London. Oh, yeah, I knew that actually. First album produced by none other than Kim Mitchell, Kim Mitchell. of Max Webster, who I had on my list. I don't know. We should talk about them. Mm. Uh, the oh, band yeah, performed okay. uh, at the Hollywood Palladium in 85. Mm-hmm. Um, they opened for Iron Maiden for, at, at 40 concerts on the World Peace Tour. Wow. Um, 
Oh my gosh! Yeah. The, the rough they open with uh, they play with rough cut. Remember rough cut? I I saw rough cut and accept and accept. Cut. Yeah. Wow. So in two thousand in April of '08, Carl Dixon was very seriously injured in a car accident in Australia, Uh-oh. leaving him with traumatic brain oh. injury and extensive titanium implants and a glass oh. like Jesus wow. Christ. Wow. He's turned into like a RoboCop. Yeah. Um. On. August 5th, 2010, the original Coney Hatch lineup, including an injured Carl Dixon, played a reunion show. Wow. I don't know, man. It was the first performance of the original lineup since 93. Two days later, they played Ham- uh, Hamilton, Ontario. They did it again. Mm-hmm. Festival of Friends. They were the second uh, to last act on the main stage. The final act of the night was Gord Downey. I don't know, I don't know who that is. Uh, further live dates were scheduled for the Firefest Festival in Nottingham, England in 11. Performed the role. So this guy jacked up with brain he's injuries. He's still out and there. And he keeps touring. Wow. Crazy. Hmm. Anyways, um, Coney Hatch. Check Coney Hatch, out. everybody. Uh, Monkey Bars. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the my song. favorite. That's the one that broke them. Um, that's one I remember. Yeah. And there's a, there's another one. It won't come to me off the top of my head. Yeah. But, um, I can't think of one um, Something, something, and for everything a price. Like mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember. I, I can't know. Remember those. But anyways, yeah, Coney Hatch. There you go. What, um, what you got? Uh, you don't have nothing. Oh, we're done. <laughs> we're not done, done. But well, I think we hit most of the big ones. There's, there's a couple good ones. Okay, so, so a couple things. I'm just gonna throw out a couple. I'm just couple gonna go through honorable a couple real mentions. Quick. I want to say, um, Finger Eleven is a uh, current band. Uh huh. Good, very good. Um, this is a guy that doesn't get hardly any talk about and he is such an amazing guitarist oh yeah um, oh my gosh Frank yes. Marino and Mahogany Rush mm-hmm. um, formed in 69 in Quebec uh, had its peak of popularity in the 70s playing venues as large as the California Jam 2 the band perhaps best known for Marino's soaring lead guitar which bears strong resemblance to playing of Jimi Hendrix long term members of the band have included bassist Paul Harwood and drummer and drummer Jimmy Whatever. Holy Ayub. Ayub, Ayub. Ayub. And Frank's brother Vince on guitar. <laughs> uh, Frank Marino is the sole continuous member of the band starting in the 70s. The group recorded and toured as Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush. Mm. Um, I don't know. I didn't look up at the, uh, the name where the um, where they got the name. Yeah. But I would say yes. that <clears throat> it's a reference to his guitar being Mahogany. Right. And it's a Mahogany Rush when he plays. He's getting oh, I see. I can make the connection now. So yeah, um, yes. can, um I'm gonna yes. I'm like dying. Okay, sure. Um, just talk amongst yourselves for a second. Um, but um, so so this is kind of interesting. In an effort to gain press attention, the original record company created a fictional story that Frank Marino, prior to starting the band, had spent time in a mental institution after taking LSD. <laughs> And was visited by Jimi Hendrix in a vision. Sure. Over time, the band migrated to a larger, more financially supportive record company and achieved its greatest radio success with the song <laughs> Strange Dreams. And there isn't really much. Um, uh, Frank, if, you, if you're not familiar with Frank's uh, guitar playing, you um, you don't know what you're missing. Because yeah. I didn't... I. I don't. I just kind of missed them. Like they didn't really right, happen. Right. Weren't really happening when I was getting into music. I mean, maybe caught them 
you know, on the electric yeah. lunch or something like right. that once in a while or something, exactly. you know. And then um, um, a guy um, who's um, the brother of this girl I was dating um, was really was really him. So I started listening to him then. And um, he, the, Frank, the, he gets compared to like um, Robin Trower and people like mm-hmm, that as a mm-hmm. kind of like Jimi Hendrix wannabe. But Frank can play jazz. Frank is a monster. Go f- uh, listen to his version of All Along the Watchtower. Mm. It's like 12 minutes. And he is so good. He keeps your attention. Like he, the, the, the solos are just outstanding. What he can do is really, really amazing. Um, so if you don't re- know who Frank, you've never heard Frank, you... Um, Check him out. Check him out. Uh, described as the band sound as the Grateful Dead meets jazz. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so... There you go. So check that stuff out. Um, Finger Eleven, which is a more modern band. Max Webster, which is one of these bands. Mm-hmm. Kim Mitchell is the guy. Yeah, Kim and Mitchell. And we all know Go For Soda, right? Exactly. Um, Cobra and the Lotus. Great oh, yes. Great female-friended hard yes, rock band. Yes. The Sheepdogs. Yes. <clears throat> okay, and I have to mention Devin Townsend's projects. The Devin Townsend, Pro- Townsend Project, uh, Devin Townsend Band, and Strapping Young Lad. Um Devin is an, an, an amazing uh, musician. Um, what he can do and what he's doing is like, I have no idea. It's like beyond what my understanding. Mm-hmm. But um, just, just killer vote, killer, killer singer, killer songwriter, just who just knows. I mean, I mean, he produces sounds with a guitar and with his band that uh, I mean, like, I, I wow. don't they're it, they're completely unique and nobody sounds anything like him. Um I have to say that when I started this, there was the one band I wanted to put on the list. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and when I was doing all my searches <clears throat> for bands from Canada, this band was not coming up on any list. I'm like, what? Nobody? And, and so I was thinking that maybe I misremembered it. And it's the band Cross Canadian Ragweed. Don't know them. They're a southern rock band. I don't know them. But they're from Oklahoma. They're not, even though they have Canada. Oh, I name, see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume they're Canadian. Guess what? No. A uh, couple other ones that you may know of: Three Days Grace, Some Forty One, mm-hmm. The Trues, The Guess Who, BTO, Rockman right. Turner yep. Overdrive, yep. Saga, Saga, yeah, Honeymoon Suite. We uh-huh. mentioned Anvil, Steppenwolf, oh, Honeymoon Suite, yeah, Helix, Four, who Lily and I Four. went to see, Our Lady Peace, sure, Nickelback, yes. Kitty, yes. Danko Jones, who's a current artist, mm-hmm. Theory of a Dead Man, Monster okay. Truck, Unleash the Archers, uh, which is an amazing female-fronted metal band. Diamonds is a great heavy rock band. Sumo Psycho, Cretopsy, Spirit Box, Chilliwack, and the Headbins. Honorable all bands, all, all very cool all bands. All from up north. So what we'll do is we'll redo this. We'll revisit this with Lily at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, why? Because uh, because she'll talk more about the... Cause there's She's a lot so of big, good. There's a lot of like serious metal bands. Yeah, from Canada, yeah. and she could talk a little bit, I think, uh-huh. more about that. Um, so we, we'll we'll redo this, we'll revisit this at some point. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so let's talk about bands that like current stuff that maybe. So, anyways, guys, there you have it. Um, think it's uh, you know kind of fascinating. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. So let's go ahead and talk about um, some newer bands that we can sort sure. of recommend to the folks out there in podcast land. Yes. Um, my uh, artist is a band called The Big Deal. The Big Deal, the you big say? Deal. The Big Deal. Huh. Um, 
they have they are this um, Serbian band. Oh my! And therefore, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce any names. of their names. Bob, Sam, Chuck, and Billy. Yes. Um, wow! Yeah, yeah, don't try to. Yeah, I I can say Anna. There you go. You know that's good. But um, the uh, these guys are um, they're like they're all kind of like music school guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, uh, you know a good comparison might be like um, if Dream Theater was mm-hmm. kind of an '80s rock band. Right. You know they have a kind of '80s vibe going on. Um, they have two female vocalists. Uh, one is an amazing pianist. She's really good. So there's like great keyboard solos and things like that in this. Um, um, but they do have uh, Alessandra, uh, Alessandra DeVecchia, who was in Hardline, on bass. Oh, wow. So, you know, they do have some, they have a little bit of lineage there. But, there you uh, go. But check them out. I put a link in the show notes. They're called The Big Deal. Very cool. The Big Deal. Deal. We uh, we were listening to their, some of their stuff last week, yeah. but after the show, yeah, yes, the very big, good. Yeah, the big deal, outstanding. Which seems like why well, it says not doesn't like a Serbian name for a band. No, I don't, no, I don't right. Know. But uh, if you go to YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, search the uh, Frontiers Music, yes, um, go go to their channel. They've got a lot of great bands. Yeah, I, they, a, to their label. After last week, I subscribed to them. Yeah, yeah cool wow, band. just incredible stuff. Okay, now Kevin has a cool one. Yes, so mine is a band called The Cold Stairs. Uh, S-T-A-R-E-S, not the kind you walk up. Uh, so they're an American rock band from Evansville, Indiana. I was going to say, man, because anytime I try to walk on cold stairs, man, I know, hard. don't you hate it? Your feet get all cold. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Ow, just like that. So uh, these guys are from Evan- Evansville, Indiana. They were formed at Honky... Honky. 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 Okay. Honky. <laughs> Honky! <laughs> Lou has a stuff here called beer. Anyway, so uh, they were formed in 2009. Uh, it's a duo, and uh, it's very cool. You, um, did you watch any of the videos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very bluesy. But it's got a nice bite to it. So, bluesy bite. Yeah, I got yeah. a bite to it. <laughs> uh, they had independently released. Uh, they That's had indi- a bluesy bite. That is a, oh, ow, ow, sir. Um, the duo has independently released four studio albums. No. Yes, Get they the fuck have. Yes, I'm not messing with you this time. I'm serious. You crazy. I'm not crazy, please. You crazy. Stop That's it. That's so crazy. I'm going to smack you. Oh. Uh, so, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bones, he finally charmed back. Yeah, I know. I was wondering what he was doing over there. Bones had a rough night last night. Yeah, he really, did. You know. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the, if you get a chance, uh, go check him out. If the you cold. See a chance to take it. Fine romance. They don't do that song. They don't do that song, but give them a give them a give them a listen. Give them a view on the old uh, YouTube. Yeah, the, the cold stairs. S T A R E S. The guitar player is very very good. Um, mm-hmm. There's a video of him doing a uh, a uh, solo guitar arrangement of Silent Night. 
on a mm-hmm. 53 Telecaster. Sure. Because so, if you're going to play it, play it on something I, so nice. So I saw 53 Telecaster. Something so real I, so nice. I clicked on it, and I was like, it was, it was really good. It was very nicely arranged. Yeah. It was very, you know, it was good. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're a talented man, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, okay, so, like, all right. Um, oh, boy. This is one of my favorite times. Here we go. This is, it's now time for Lyrics with Ludini. Nice. And since uh, April Wine was such an important band to me, mm-hmm. and this was the song that really stuck in my head after I saw the Blue Jean Network. Uh-huh. Um, and I saw the same thing. Yeah. I think we've had this, this yeah. discussion. Yeah. I saw the exact I same mean, performance. They, they were they, they were just monsters. Blew me away. Yeah, the, the drummer had a shaved head. Mm. And at that time, in like, in 1981 Nobody had shaved head. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, was like, woo, that was kind of scary. Like, yeah, like, what's well, wrong like, with him? I was like, is he a pirate? <laughs> you know, I thought he was like somebody from the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lightning here. Okay, this is a song called "Sign of the Gypsy Queen." Okay, and um, this is a like I, this might be some kind of traditional song or something like that. They didn't actually write it, but I mean, you don't wouldn't want to hear anybody else do it. It's got a great um, uh, a, a guitar harmony stuff, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think it's like when you, when they play it live, I think every one of those guys solos they really jam it out. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but here we go. It's a um, it's a song that's a kind of tells a tale. Okay. You know. Sure. Sure. You know, it is. It sets. A, it it, set, it It's a. It's very visual. It sort of sets a setting. It kind of puts you like in a, a time and a place. Okay. So, um, I am gonna go uh, ahead. I think I'm gonna go ahead and move yeah, this because yes. the point is moved. This is very. This is very important. <laughs> lyrics. Lyrics with Ludini. Very important. Please pay complete attention to what Ludini is gonna do right now. Okay, now that that's done, please listen to what he's going to say. <laughs> okay, so here are the lyrics. Uh, Sign of the Gypsy Queen by April Wine. Lightning smokes on the hill arise. Brought the man with warning light. Shouting loud, you had better fly, while the darkness can help you hide. Trouble's coming without control. No one's staying that's got a hope. Hurricane at the very least, in the words of the Gypsy Queen. So this is there's mm-hmm. like a bad omen. Yeah, you know the gypsy queen is prophesied. That's you know, and if you're gonna do something, look out. You know this is you got to get the hell out look of here. Out. You know you 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 can't stay. Sign of the gypsy queen. Pack your things and leave. Word of a woman who knows. Take all your gold and you go. Mm-hmm. So what is he saying here, right? Take it all, you know, just get anything and get out of the Get the fuck out! There's times when you that's what you gotta do. Take your gold and leave. Get my saddle and tie it on. Western wind, who is fast and strong? Jump on back, he's good and long. We'll resist till we reach the dawn. Running seems like the best defense. Staying just don't make any sense. No one could ever stop it now. Show the cards of the gypsy town. Wait Sign. a second. There, well, hold on. There's a part there that disturbs me. What is that? He's good and long. Yeah. What do you think that means? All right. I'm jump sorry. I didn't back, mean to disturb he's good, you. He's good and long. Yeah. Jump on back. He's good and long. Well, I'm going to get know. to what I think that the song is really about. Okay. I'm sorry. That just but disturbed okay. me. I don't want you to get too disturbed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so they're they're on their way out. 
They're okay. on, he's on the saddle. All right. You know, he's like, they're, they're going to get the hell out of here. So you got this picture yes. of this like commotion in this like whatever mm-hmm. village mm-hmm. or town or whatever. Right. And people are getting on horseback. Oh, boy. And they are booking it out of there they because sure the are. shit is about to go down. Mm-hmm. Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Pack your things and leave. Word of a woman who knows. Take all your gold and you go. Shadows moving without a sound from the hold of the sleepless town. Evil seems to be everywhere. Heed the spirit that brought despair. Trouble's coming without control. No one's staying that's got a hope. Hurricane, at the very least, in the words of the Gypsy Queen. Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Pack your things and leave. Word of a woman who knows. Take all your gold. And you go. Um... Hmm. Shadows moving without a sound from the hold of the sleepless town, right? You know, it's, yep. just, now it, right. it's not just a storm or a hurricane. There's like something, There's something evil. evil going on there. Correct. Evil seems to be everywhere. Heed the spirit that brought despair. So the spirit that brought despair, was that the gypsy queen? I'm not sure because she's the one kind of problem. I don't know. I don't know kind of she, yeah. Trouble coming without control. No one's saying, it's got, it's got, it's hurricane, etc. Um, so... <clears throat> I think that this song could be metaphor for when you know you done hooked up with the crazy. <laughs> and you got to figure some way to get the fuck out of that yes, shit. Yes. That's what I think. I think you might be right. I think that the song is a kind I of like. I think you might be right, It's a kind of metaphor sir. about that. And we all know what that's like, man. You, sir. You know, Right you are. There's videos like that on, on TikTok. His poor man's like tell, trying to tell his woman that, you know, and, and she, you know, and she, he's like, he's like, he's a like, baby. I got to get out of here. She says, what, 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 honey, you need to lay down, take a nap. No, I do not. I got to go. I got to check out. No, and then no. Finally, she's like, he's like, I'm leaving you. And she jumps up and grabs his throat. And she, uh-huh. he's like, she's like, you're never going to leave me. Yeah. You're my man. Yeah. Right now, where do you want to go eat? (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I think that that is a I think it's a safe uh, kind of assumption or I think it's a a solid interpretation, whether it's correct or not. And who cares whether it's correct? I've had people, you know, I know people that really hate this kind of thing. Uh, because they're like, you know, what well, they try to look at, every, take everything at face value, mm-hmm. and art no, is not like art that. Is very and, they, you know, and they'll or they'll hear the mm. author, yeah, say, no, 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 this is what the story, this is what I had in mind, this is the sort of right, you know, meanings I was kind of getting together, mm-hmm. and so and there's people say, well, see, he's that's what he meant, but it doesn't matter because if you there's there's other subtext and a lot of times there's there is um subconscious things that are going on as the person writes the book as well exactly <clears throat> and there's nothing wrong with multiple interpretations a really good example is the movie the exorcist um there is an interpretation of it going around um that it is that there is no demonic possession that this is a girl that's been sexually abused Oh, and there's some, we, we, now you know that now wow. that you're able to do it, you okay. should look them up on YouTube. There's a um, Rob Ager collective learn co- collative learning. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a really good couple really good videos on it, <clears throat> and he's very adamant about it. But but William Peter Blatty says absolutely not. He's just, it's a it's a story about <laughs> like de- demonic possession. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But he, but not but several people have like 
analyze the movie in that light, and it's it totally works. You yeah. can totally read yeah. it that way, is what I'm saying. Sign of the Oh, shit. So I have to, Pittsburgh Kevin, I have to ask you something. Please do. Okay. Do you remember yes. in the late 70s and early 80s? Yes, I do. Actually, through a good part of the 80s, um, uh-huh. you would get these light brown envelopes in the mail. They were kind of big. Okay. They would say Publishers Clearing Clearinghouse. House. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Okay. Now, you would get them, and my mom would even get like her. She liked good housekeeping uh-huh. and women's. This. She would get those magazines right there. Like she's like, "Hey, what's the difference? Like you know, like if I get a chance, mm-hmm. to I'm going to get these magazines anyways. Right? I get them at a d- discount, and yeah. you know, there's no internet. You sure, know. I, I might <clears throat> win a million bucks. So I may win a million bucks. Now, now I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you won the million dollar prize, oh lord, who brought the check to your house? Edward McMahon. Right. Pull it up on the internet. It never happened. You know what? You are absolutely right. It, what, what, what's that effect called? The Mandela effect. Yes. But if you pull it up on the internet, it never happened. But it happened. I don't give a goddamn. <laughs> I remember. And I everybody I've asked when I say, who brought the check? Everybody says Ed McMahon. Not one person has said anything else. Yeah, right? Who is it? Hello! Right, you are, sir. No, you know what? He announced it, but he never took the check to you. Right? He never. He, I don't know if he actually, but there. But in the he, commercials, he, yes, he was it, there. He was there, but right. He but then when they showed the videos of people getting their checks, no, 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 no. He would show up. <laughs> he did. Well, well, no, that's not the point. That's not the point. The what? internet says that he was never associated with the public. Oh, no, no, no. He, wa- he was. But no, he wasn't. Oh, come on. He was never associated with I'm Ed with McMahon. <laughs> There's, there are sitcoms and drama shows no. and other talk shows that reference that as it as yes. skits on Saturday Night Live. I'm sure that mentioned no. it. He, no, because he... No, it was him. Yeah, there's like he was, like he didn't never, actually go to the house. I can see that he part. Did, he never, but, he never was involved with the publisher's clearinghouse. In no association with him. Dude, we're in the Matrix. Then there's something going on here. That's crazy. That talk. cray. I'm gonna have to do some research. That's cray. And by research, I mean open another beer. Did you watch any good movies or anything? Uh, not lately. Not lately. I haven't seen a lot. I do want to see the new Top Gun. Top Gun. No, not Top Gun. Top Gun. Um, I saw the original Top Gun. Yeah. On VHS. Wow. You know, you see, when, kids. You know, back in the eighties. Yeah. And I gotta be really Before honest streaming, with you, like it was okay. It was fine. It's so, just like look. you know. I, I mean, I'm like, I'll catch it on video again. I, yeah. I, when the new one, I mean, when the new one comes out, yeah. I'll. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I mean, maybe I'll rewatch it, you know, to, you know. But here's the thing about. Tom Cruise movies. And I do like Tom Cruise. When you first see them, you're like, that's freaking awesome. Days of Thunder, Top Gun, all these right. Yeah. And then when you go back, you're like, what the fuck is this shit? I don't know. I, I don't. What the fuck I, 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 gotta I, be, I don't know if I agree with you because I do. I love. 
I think I think his uh, Mission Impossible movies are fantastic. No, those are good. All right, I will I agree love, with you there. I really wish he would do another Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that that's a great character. That was and he's good. really good in that. Um, and if you've never seen it, I, I this is this is a movie. A lot of people this kind of came away. And a lot of people didn't see, it, but it's very good. It's called um, um, the day after. T- Oh, the one where he keeps dying and re- live, re- die, repeat. Yes, that was actually good. He, yeah, it's like Groundhog Day uh. meets Alien. See, now, now I'm starting to I, think about the movies. I'm thinking of like really Vanilla Sky, movie. Minority Report. They're not bad movies, and they Emily, hold up. Emily Blunt is in that. She's fantastic. Like, um, it's just really it's yeah. kick ass. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Bill Paxton is in it. I think it's the last. Yes. I think it's like yes. the last movie he ever did. Oh man. Um, it's really yeah. That was really good. I like that one. All right, all right. I'm gonna retract my a little bit of my statement. So the other thing I will say. Yes. Um, yes. You can talk to us. The other thing I'll say is I I don't know what it is, but I must still be have not gotten Kathleen Turner out of my system. Yes. Um, She's because I told you guys I watched Body Heat last week. Right. So this week I ended up watching. Crimes of Passion. Wow, that's a, wow. That is a very naughty movie. Naughty, <laughs> naughty, eh? And no, uh, Ken Russell, uh, he makes he likes to make weird movies. Um, he made Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, uh, he made Crimes of Passion. He's made a bunch of weird ones. Um, but th- th- this is a crazy movie. Uh, Anthony Perkins is in it. Is he really? Yeah. I did not know. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. He plays. He that. plays a priest who's not really a priest. Okay, that's right. I Kathleen Turner that. plays a hooker who's not really a hooker. Right. And, um. The uh, other guy. Th- there's one. Uh, um, and then the other protagonist, his wife is like pretending to like be in love with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's some. It's a movie about. People who like not being like not facing who you really are, right? You know what I mean, and yeah. like you know trying to go through like create these little sort of like bubbles around yourself mm-hmm. in order to kind of interact in society. Um, it's crazy, off the hook, insane sex. Kathleen Turner is just like, uh, you know, she was sassy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like Back it's in the all day. out there. Um, very, very sensational, sassy. <laughs> sassy and it's a bit. real product of its time. I think it's from '84 yeah. or something yeah, I think like it that. Was, yeah, and it's got that look of those movies of that time, which makes it feel even sleazier. <laughs> yep, right. Because there's like a grain in the you know film mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, it's like it's it's really something else. And speaking of Ken Russell, the other Ken, I ended up watching another Ken Russell movie. Don't ask me why. Called Lair of the White Worm. This, this I, is, I remember I believe, the film. I don't remember much about this, it, though. This, I believe, yes. is um, uh, Hugh Grant's like mo- major motion picture debut. Mm. I believe. I believe this might be his first movie. Um, it's from like 88 or something like that. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's a very campy horror comedy. Um, when you when I first saw it, I was just sort of like, huh? Uh, when it first came out, I got it watched on VHS, and I was uh, like, what the fuck is this? And I didn't really know what to make of it, and I didn't realize that like, no, it was intentionally trying to be funny. Right? Like, it was like okay. a horror comedy. Yep. yep. Um, Amanda Donahoe is in it, and she's fan fucking tastic. Um, 
Hugh Grant's great. It's it's just it's very cheesy, but like in a it's like supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a kind of bit. Um, and there's some there's some dicey, 1988. You know. Effects, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, there's yeah, some dice yeah. stuff, but there's also some really disturbing, you know, um, people getting banged with, you know, pointy phalluses and oh, stuff like that. You know, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, so, no, so um, it's got a, it's got some twisted shit in it. So, wow. So I, so I don't, I don't know. I was like uh, Ken Russell, Kathleen Turner. I don't know what I was doing. Hmm. So, anyways. Um, you just go on these crazy tangents I know. sometimes. What is wrong with me, Pittsburgh I Kevin? I just don't know, sir. So this day in what the Beatles did. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to start with the Beatles. No, you crazy. We're going to start with the Everly Brothers. Let's do it. Started a five-week run at number one of the U.S. Singles Charts with Kathy's Clown. This was their like Kathy's biggest Clown. hit. Kathy's Clown, yeah, yeah. This was their like the the biggest hit that they ever had. Um, Ella Fitzgerald became the first artist to have a hit with a Beatles cover when her version of Can't Buy Me Love entered the UK chart. Wow, Ella Fitzgerald doing... I'm going to have to listen to that. I bet that's really cool. Wow, yeah, uh, yeah. Car- di- uh, Paul, McC- Paul McCartney's debut solo album uh, started a three-week run at number one of the US album chart. Apart from Linda McCartney's vocal contributions, McCartney performed and recorded the entire album solo. Wow. So this is one of those records where he... Well, maybe you know, amazed. You know, maybe you know. I'm amazed. He did the first guitar solo in there, and then uh, oh, what was what was um, who was his guitarist at the time? Long John Silver. Yeah, yeah, he did the second one. <laughs> Let it be started a three week run at number one on the UK chart. Uh, in this day in 1970, the Grateful Dead played their first gig outside of the U.S. At, um, on this day in 1970, Jefferson Airplane were mm. prevented from giving a free concert in Golden Gate Park when San Francisco authorities passed a resolution banning electronic what? instruments. The group later wrote, Ludicrous. we built this city about the band. That's... <laughs> George Harrison announced the launch of his own record label on this day in 1974. 1974, yep. Bruce Springsteen East Street Band kicked off their 117th show, Darkness on the Tour, at Shea's Buffalo in Buffalo, New York. Wow. Tom Petty, due to a record company dispute, was forced to file for bankruptcy, owing uh, $575,000. Um, UK Musicians Union moved a resolution to ban synthesizers and drum rhythm machines from sessions and live concerts, fearing that their use would put musicians out of work. Interesting. Mm. Little did they know in 1982 what was going to happen mm-hmm. in about 20 years. Right. Um, the Brothers Doob. Oh, yes. In 1987, former members of the Doobie Brothers reunited for a charity concert at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. The show I remember that. raised 350000 yeah. for Vietnam veterans. Very cool. Uh, about 2,000 of whom attended the show for free. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, it was everybody who... It was ever in the Doobie Brothers play. Right, right. Because they yeah. have like 75 that, members throughout the 12. years. Um, <laughs> um, both, both Michael McDonald and Tom Johnson. Played. Yeah, it was That's very cool. That's very cool. Um, my, uh, Michael uh, uh, Levine took what would be the uh, publicity shots for Nirvana's Nevermind album at J. Aaron Studios this day in 1991. Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury, a statement issued by Freddie Mercury on this day in 1982, attorney stated that Mercury had bequeathed the majority of his estate, 10 million to 17 million uh, pounds, to wow. his longtime friend Mary Austin. Mm. 
When I die, I'm bequeathing all of my stuff to you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Austin, that's when she became Austin Powers. <laughs> so, Noel Gallagher walked out of Oasis on this day in 2000. Nice. On a European tour, the move was uh, to, uh, was put down to a series of burst-ups. Oh, burst-ups. Punch-ups. With uh, his brother Liam, the band draft to replace guitarist Matt Dayton for the rest of the European dates. Lovely. Eminem released his third solo album, The Martius Mathers. Album. That's all I have to say. The Real Slim Shady. Ugh. The Real Slim Shady, please stand up. Ugh. That's all I have to say. Madonna did something. Dido, Dido did, did something. something. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin of... The King of Sweden. <laughs> Led Zeppelin of Sweden. The King of Sweden. The King of Sweden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I called him up and I'd be like, Hey, how'd you like to come over? <laughs> And they said yes. The king of Sweden uh, presented the surviving members of Led Zeppelin with the Polar Music Prize in Stockholm, mm-hmm. recognizing them yeah. as great pioneers of rock music. Yeah, Robert that's Lent, right. Jimmy Page, yeah. Paul Jones, died. Uh-huh. <laughs> daughter of drummer John uh, Bonham, who died uh-huh. in 1980. I love this. Amy songs. Winehouse this day canceled her appearance at a concert to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Island Records. The event scheduled to take place on 31st of May, London Shepherd Bush Empire, had now been canceled completely. Her management said. So she canceled something to she go to canceled. a party or something. What it sounds like. I well, know. maybe she should yeah. have just said no. Danny, she just should have said no. The Rolling Stones scored their first UK number one album for 16 years with the re-release of the classic's 1972 double album Exile on Main Street. Yep. There you go, buddy. The album was first released in 72 and had been reissued with previous on her tracks. The last number one album was 19... 19- 94's Voodoo Lounge. The times they are a changing. I don't know why we're singing that. Okay. Um, uh-huh. I think that we've got to okay. some birthdays. How about some birthdays? How about some birthday? Rosemary Holy Clooney. Holy cow. 1928. Wow. 1928. Mambo Italiano. Oh. Uh, come on my house. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. George Clooney's uh, uh, aunt. Yes, is it, is it? I believe so. Robert Moog, the inventor of the Moog ah, synthesizer. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, Norman Johnson, not to chairman be conf- of the board. Yes, not not that. Not to be confused with um, Frankie Sinatra. Frank, I don't know who. Norman Johnson. Uh, give me just a little more time. He also wrote the Grammy award-winning Patches for time. Clarence Carter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Johnson died in 2010. You will be missed. Uh, happy birthday to Raymond Fullwood, American musician Tiki Fullwood, who was the drummer for the funk bands Parliament and Funkadelic. Oh, my. 1944. Daniel Klein, bassist the American rock band, the Jay Giles There you band. go. Happy birthday to, mm-hmm. uh, to Mr. Klein. Yes. <clears throat> Rick Fenn, English rock guitarist. Rick Fenn, most known for more members of 10CC. The things we do for you. collaborated with Mike Oldfield, Rick Wakeman, and Pink Floyd. Uh, drummer Nick Nick Mason. Yeah. Simon Gilbert. 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 Simon Gilbert. Not Simon Dilbert. But Simon no, not Gilbert. Gilbert no. Drummer from the English alternative rock band uh, Suede. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay. Jun- uh, junior Waite. English drummer Junior Waite from Musical Youth. 
Not to be confused with senior weight. (laughs) This is dad. (laughs) Senior weight. Happy birthday to stay in 967. Philip James Selway, drummer with Radiohead. Yes, yes. Uh, Matt Flynn, drummer of America. A lot of drummers today. American rock band, American Maroon. Macaroon. Macaroon 5. Delicious. American singer, songwriter, producer Maxwell. 1972. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Auth- uh, check out what this bitch did. Whoa. Singer, songwriter, Sir. guitarist, producer, actress, author, and poet. Jewel. Jewel. Born in the state Everybody. in 1974. Nice lady. Uh, She's very nice. Richie D- Jones from the Stereophonics. Born in the state in 74. Uh-huh. Happy birthday. Um, Son of a bitch. <laughs> Heidi Rand. I just think this is funny. Heidi Range. Uh, singer who was original member of Atomic Kitten Meow. and then joined the Sugar Babies, the uh-huh. Sugar Babes, the sugar who babes. had the 2003 UK number one hit "Hole in the Head." I need you <laughs> like a hole in the head. That's beautiful. Oh my God! So happy birthday to all them crazy son, some of sons of bitches. I'm in the beaches. I say that with love. I love that. I love. I love them. that you. I love each love. and every one of them. Hey guys, hello. We got Especially some more hellos. Alice Cooper on Blue Jean Network. Oh, you saw Alice Cooper. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Nice. Lots of baldness on the screen. Yes. What do you mean? Hey, 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 hey. Shaved. It's a lifestyle, not a condition. It's a. Uh, <laughs> it's a feature, not a bug. Oh, I like that. Um, got some waves out there, guys. Hello, hello, all. I wonder if I could make if I could see the names if I went to Facebook. Let's find out. Why don't you go there? Who goes there? Who goes there? Just talk. I'm sorry. We should be talking. Yeah, all I'm blah, sorry. Blah, 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 blah. I believe I could fly. <laughs> Yeah, Bill Thomas Wave. Billy! Dave Brizard Festival. Nutcase. Festival. Oh, yes, but that was the name of that Canadian um, uh, thing. Called, it was called Festival Express. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, good. Yeah, Dave. Very good. Very so he good. was the one who said he saw Alice Cooper of Luigi Network. Davey Johnston <laughs> on guitar. So you guys are cool, man. Mr. Thomas, do you think I'm as sassy as Lily? Sassy. Well, probably not. Probably not. Of, uh, saxophone. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so that pretty much sums it up. Um, right. You know, there's a lot of, like, solo artists. Yeah, yeah there was you know, a bunch of, and I mean, I'm like, like, I think I'm going to stick just with That's bands. what I try to do, too, like, because, yeah. you know, Brian Adams, Alanis Morissette. Sure, you know sure, I mean? sure. Uh, Neil Young. Uh-huh. Avril Lavigne. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Biff Naked like is, can- is Canadian. <gasps> I totally forgot about her. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. But anyways. There you go. That was fun. Uh, go to Ludini Rock and Roll mm-hmm. and or Lou Lombardi mm-hmm. uh, That way you can hang out with us live as we do this thing. Yeah. Uh, Lily will be back next week. We promise. I think. I hope. Me Hopefully too. that those injections, injections she's getting, uh, you know, uh-huh. clear, clears up. It's not so much the uh, yeah the uh, the rash, but it's the the itching. I think it is the itching that's it, the worst, it part, the worst of it, part of it. So, from um, what I understand, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably her. That's Lily. Motherfuckers. You motherfuckers, I hate you. 
We love you too. <laughs> so uh, Wolf's Customs, go check them out. Wolf's Customs online, or just find them on social media. Chris Thunder, Wolf Dots, and tell them Ludini sent you. Also, uh, RockRageRadio.com. Download the app. Listen to Lily V6's show on uh, Thursdays Thursday. at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Hot Licks with Lily Six. And that is pretty much all That's I can it. think of. I'm same here. We good? No, we're good. Yeah, there's any parting shots, thoughts? I'm so glad we had this time together just to share a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know it, comes the time we have to say goodbye. And on that happy note, we catch you guys all on the next. On the next. <laughs> on the next. On the next. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Take care, guys. Have a good week. In America.